much gone from the news now. You don't hear anything in the major news anymore. Pretty much things have returned to normal. And we started to think about this whole return to normalcy, this whole return to peace, even as things were being flared up. I think you mentioned, brother, that um, this whole, even when people were protesting in Baltimore, you saw even clergy coming down and coming out, and everybody had this whole idea that we need to return to peace, that we need to return to normalcy, that things need to return to the way that they were in order for us to get some sort of justice, right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, and you, you've seen it all over the place, and it, it is not just as much as I would love to blame because um, I, I, I like everybody else, I like to lay some blame when I can. But but just observation, right? You can observe the, the media coverage, right? That we're talking, that we're all caught up in in FIFA and and scandal about that. We're on the positive side, right? I mean, you've got you've got what's going on in Cleveland, and an officer standing on the hood of a car firing seven, what seventeen shots from the hood of the car? Fifteen, fifteen, fifteen. Oh, 15. It's I'm 15. sorry, I'm sorry. Fifteen from the, only fifteen. Um, fifteen from the hood of a car, and we we just we want to shift right back away from that. We want to we want to not look at that part of Cleveland. We want to be in the peaceful part of Cleveland that's getting ready to celebrate the NBA Finals and the and the triumphant victory of the of the Cleveland Cavaliers at some point maybe in the possible future. Um, right. That that's the peace that that we're the peace. Maybe you know it's even the peace in our mind. We don't want our minds to be disturbed. We want peace. What we think of as peace in our minds and and out in our landscape. So we're going to shift our focus to to those sorts of things and not not pay attention to to what else is going on. Uh-huh. And it seems to always happen. And it, it's not just a it's not just a racial thing. If we want to expand beyond that, this whole push to return to normalcy, this whole penchant, this whole desire to return to normalcy, we see it everywhere. I mean, I think as we were talking about this, even even when we looked at um, something as as dastardly as destructive as 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 horrific as the terrorist attacks on 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 September 11th. What is what is what did President Bush come out and say? You know, it was President Bush and Mayor Giuliani. They were standing at Ground Zero. It was still basically smoldering. And before people could even grieve, they were like, "Oh, we're going to return to normal. We want you to go out and shop." come to New York and see a Broadway show because the whole defeat would be if we do not return to normal. And so we have to return to normal, kind of like you were saying, brother, this whole American exceptionalism, American triumphalism, whichever one we want to call it, is that we have to return to normal in order to show that there's nothing wrong with our society. And so the minute something gets disturbed, the minute peace gets disturbed, Rather than look at that and learn anything from that, our biggest reaction, our first impulse, is to return to a sense of normalcy. And, and so, mm-hmm, go ahead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would say, and and you know, in that in that doctrine, which we could go on all day. I mean, we've given some modern examples. There, there, there are tremendous amount of historical examples uh, to bring into, but uh, that'd be a different podcast. You know, uh, in yeah. that. In that, uh, in that doctrine of, of our work as a country is to restore peace is this huge assumption, right? It's this huge assumption there that there is peace or was peace to return to. If we've yeah, got to restore exactly. peace, that, that assumes that there was a peace. And I don't know exactly. about that. Exactly, and that's the thing. You know, that's, that's exactly the point. If we must 
restore peace. Then we must admit, we must be a saying that there was peace to begin with. But like you said, can we question that? You know, can, can, was there really peace? If, if peace can be disturbed, was there really peace to begin with? And many people would hear that and say, what are they talking about? But from the Christian perspective, and this is what we do, because unlike anybody else, you know, we, we, we are priests. We are, we are priests in the church, and so we look at this through a Christian lens, through a theological lens. Jesus said, my peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you, not like the world gives do I give. So he gives us peace. What he's saying there is that he gives us peace that is everlasting. True peace is not temporary. True peace cannot be disturbed. So if we have to restore peace, from the Christian standpoint, what we have to say is that there was no peace to begin with. And so that brings us to today's heresy, which is what we're saying is that we have to make peace, not restore peace. Mm. And so our responsibility as Christian people, as believers in the gospel, is to make peace, not to restore peace. And I know, like you said before, and you can tell us a little more about this, brother. I know you said before about the conundrum, the little difficulties that that brings us to when we talk about making peace, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, some questions, questions about that. I mean, we have to – I think the first step in making that peace is to recognize the fantasy, um, the irreality that we were living in that where we thought we had peace. And I think there's a lot of a lot of folks out there who are like, well, okay, even even if we if we begin to recognize the the effects and the violence of racism on our on our culture that at least we had at least white people had peace, right? I mean, at least there was peace for some portion of our of our uh of our culture, some portion of our society. <laughs> right, exactly. But and, and, and that happens, and that's part of that rush to return to normalcy because if I can block it out, if I can keep it out of my Twitter feed, if I can keep it out of my Facebook timeline, if I can keep it out of the news, if I can keep it away from me, I can pretend like it's not going on, and I can give myself that false peace again. Mm-hmm. Peace has been, quote-unquote, peace has been restored because I don't see what's going on. Yeah. I don't experience what's going on. But every now and then, because, like we say, there is no peace if peace can be, if peace can be disturbed, every now and then something seeps through, something creeps through, something gets through, and it becomes so bad that it cannot be ignored and it disturbs even that protected, guarded peace. And, it, and that doesn't happen very often, because let me tell you, I have, and my people have some very finely tuned black filters, right? I mean, oh, yeah. just, like, just like this morning when I didn't get your text message, you know, I've got them set appropriately to make sure those messages, especially from black folks, that might have some negative connotations for me in my life, I make sure that those don't get through. Right? We've got all exactly. sorts of technology that, for that. Um, and that is so real. That, that that is so real because it's like you know those, those filters come into play every day, and we can choose to not hear it. We can choose to not hear those voices, to not see those signs, to not to not recognize those things, so that our day isn't disturbed by somebody else's turmoil. Well, I I mean I'm happy to have my day disturbed by by other you know rich middle class white turmoil. I mean I can handle that. It's uh, it's all this, you know, 
mm, all this violence and, and black turmoil that I don't understand that, that, that is really upsetting. And, and then it, you know, I get indigestion and my, my chai latte or whatever starts, you know, speaking bad of me and, and it's just a bad situation. But you see, but, but that, and that's exactly what we want to get at with this heresy. The fact that that indigestion comes about is proof that we don't really have peace. And so mm-hmm. restoring peace isn't really bring about, about having true peace. Restoring peace is really going back to putting blinders on. It's really going back to making us feel comfortable in the midst of chaos. And so that's why we're saying to, to you out there, what we really want to do from the Christian lens, from the theological lens, what the gospel imperative is telling us is that we must make peace, not restore peace. We must acknowledge that we do not have peace and then endeavor to make peace and then try to make peace. The problem is many people out there will say, well, that's what we've been t- trying to do, Father Case, Father Jabril. That's what we've been trying to do. We've been trying for years to make peace. We've been doing these various initiatives in order to make peace. We've been going here, and we've been protesting in the streets, and we've been pushing legislation, and we've been talking in our communities and in our churches, and we've been doing this and that in order to make peace. And it hasn't been working. Well, you know, we have an answer to that too, right, Father? You have an answer to everything. <laughs> our, our work, I mean, all those things are important and good things. All that work needs to continue. Um, it needs to continue, we believe, in the context of entering into what Jesus Christ has already done, what Jesus has already made, the peace that God has already made in this world, that that. Our work of making peace begins with entering into the peace that God already offers. Um, yeah, exactly. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. I no, at the risk. See, we're we're stepping on each other now. Um, let, let the white man through, man. Um, at the <laughs> risk, at the risk of of focusing too much on the individual, it's just it's a it's a good it's a good understanding to to start with the individual though this works at the at the group and community and system level when we recognize as we talked about right recognizing kind of our own sin when we let those things break into our lives where we're disturbed and we recognize the part that we have in that and we see that there is sin in this world and evil in this world when we see the the violence that is out there Step one, and we and then we accept the forgiveness that God is already offering, so we can be reconciled in our personally in our relationships, and accept that there is a God who is going to has and is going to continue to forgive us for what we're doing. We enter into that peace; it becomes a model that enables us and allows us to expand that and do that with our neighbors and to do that in our communities and to do that across all sorts of divides. That that work of reconciliation and a return to a restoration, um, making peace between us and God allows us to move forward on a much larger level. Right, and that's the critical thing, just to, you know, just to, 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 to reiterate that point so that it's not lost on people. The reality is, in a convoluted way, that you and I cannot make peace, quote-unquote. Jesus makes peace, and Jesus has made peace. The work that you and I have to do 
is to enter into the peace that he has given unto us, the peace that he has left with us, the peace that he gives that surpasses all understanding, the peace that he gives unlike how the world gives. The world gives peace that is temporary, and that is the peace that we have been trying to make every time something flares up. Every time something flares up, we make peace according to the ways of the world, and it lasts for a little bit. It lasts for some time. It may work for 10, 20, 30, 40, even 50 years. Who knows? But at some point, that peace is going to be disturbed. That peace is only temporary. But the peace that Jesus gives to us, the peace that Jesus invites us into, is an everlasting peace, an eternal peace that can only be entered into. And that's the work that we have to do in terms of making peace. That's what our making peace looks like. So that's how you and I are being able to forge this beautiful brotherhood that we have by entering into that space by repenting, by forgiving, by hearing each other, by learning from each other, by growing with each other, and being able to become reconciled so that we have true peace between ourselves. Well, and that's is, what we need to do. If this is God's work, then, if this is God's work, uh, then, then I'm done. And that's great. That's good news for me because this was getting tiresome, really, this whole, you know... <laughs> working hard on on other people's problems thing, you know, especially black problems, because they're the worst. Um, You know, this was getting tiresome, and I'm glad to hear you say that I'm done. It's all up to God, and uh, I'll just sit here and enter into God's peace and let God take care of it all. You you know, leave it it to y'all white folks to find the easy way out. You know, just 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 want to find an easy way out. Just want to be able to throw your hands up and say, I'm just going to get to Jesus, and Jesus is going to make it all right. That's right. That's right. When you're done harvesting the peace, when you're done picking peace out in the field, you just bring it over here, and we'll we'll all have and, a little party. And the beautiful thing about Black Jesus, as I affectionately call him, is that when you when you just throw your hands up and send it to him, he he loves you right back and sends it right back to you and mm. says, "Yes, I have done it. It is done, and you have to enter into it. You have to do the work to live into it." It doesn't just come to you. You have to come to it. It is there for you. You know, the kingdom of God is there for us, but it doesn't just force us to become part of it. And the world, the Satan, evil, doesn't want us to just go there easily. So we have to work hard to get there. We have to fight hard to get there. We have to strive valiantly to get there. But we already know that it has been done. So once we get there, it is a beautiful thing. It is. But it is. We, we, we have to do that work to get into that relationship. And so yeah. what that looks like is like you said, you know, recognizing our own sin, recognizing our own faults, accepting the forgiveness that Jesus Christ has already given to us, and receiving that reconciliation. And so, like you said before, and I want you to talk more about this, is, 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 is acknowledging that reality that when, when what we see as peace is disturbed, to admit that what that means is there's, no, there's not really peace, right? Yeah, yeah, I, and acknowledging that. Um, and, and I think that that, the, that ability, that, that vision, um, you know, kind of, I mean, we talk about it in the Christian church as, as sort of, as part of seeing the world through Christ's eyes, um, seeing in a, in a new way and in a different way. And that comes, and that's part of living a life of humility. And that's something I have learned in our relationship, brother, uh, to, 
and through our relationship and through the peace entering into, as you mentioned, the peace that I've been able to enter into because of our relationship. And part of that, and I think one of the early steps of that, is a level of humility to recognize uh, that, that we and all we know is not the end all and be all. That there is right. more out there, um, and when we when we acknowledge the the fantasy, when we allow ourselves to be disturbed instead of insisting arrogantly on our own view of reality as ultimate, um, we begin to hear. We begin to even be able to look for those places in that disturbed world that need reconciliation that need to be reconciled um and that i mean i think that comes from and and that results in listening to right now listening to black voices listening to those people and acknowledging maybe not even agreeing with but just starting by giving some validity saying you you know i i hear what you are saying i'm going to listen to the reality that you are describing to me um, I may not agree with the solution that you present or the changes that you want to make or even your methods for getting to those places. And I am going to listen to your experience and in humility, I am going to give, I'm going to at least assume that what you describe is true or may even be true. And that level yeah. of humility and that level of, of acknowledging a reality when, when our peace is disturbed, um, that to me, is how you live this heretical life that we're describing. Right. Indeed. Indeed. And so, you know, we, we want you to be heretics, too. We, we want you all to join us in this journey uh, of reconciliation, uh, of, of acknowledging that when our reality, whatever that reality is, when our reality is disturbed, that there's something there. To be humble enough to admit that there's something there. Not to say that you know what's there, but to admit that there is something there and then seek, ask, seek, knock so that you can find what is there and that in finding what is there, we all can be transformed and that we all can be reconciled and that we all can have peace and true Uh, peace, which passes all understanding. We'll keep your hearts and minds in the love and knowledge of of God this day and, and always. Amen. Amen. And so we invite you to connect with us. Uh, log on to uh, the Internet. Log on to our website. Log on to the Facebook. And, 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 and hit us up. Send us your comments. Send us your feedback. And we'll be sure to address those in the next episode. And um, continue on this conversation with you. Continue on this conversation with us as we take the world by storm, creating more and more racial heretics who will upset our established doctrines and say that enough is enough. Get the fires ready. Get those stakes out. We've got to burn us some heretics. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Many so blessings thank you to you all. Us. Many blessings, many blessings. Peace.